What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. One, two, three, four. With last night's record snowfall taking everyone by surprise, it seems the entire area has ground to a halt. Roads are blocked, businesses are shut down, and listen carefully, schools are officially closed for a snow day. Yes! Snow day, snow day, snow day! No school! No school! No school! On a day when anything can happen. Hi, Hal. Hey, look out! Everything will. Principal Weaver! Cat! But there's one man who can ruin it all. Snowplow man. Each snowflake marks a snow day that I single-handedly plowed into oblivion. He's got to be stopped today. Claire, I know you're watching. What is this? Uh, Frank, pan off him. I say try something new. Me. It's a snow day, Claire. Anything can happen. Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon Movies present... <laughs> Snow and lots of it, folks. I got your standard slush ball in this the jelly-filled snow nut. Kids, as unpredictable as the weather. No school. Hey, enjoying your day off? I know I sure am. <laughs> gotta go. No rules. Ta-da! You made this for me? Why? It's your favorite animal, a whale. But I like zebras. Huh? No problem. You've stolen your last snow day from us. Oh, now I'm scared. Chase! Chevy Chase. Chris Elliott. Snow Day. I'm going to ask my friends here to give me just a little push. I said a little one. Oh! Welcome to They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called This a Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTamPod. That's T-C-D-A-M-Pod. We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation and you could find them at GVNation.com. Welcome back to They Called This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's going on, guys? And it happened. You tried your hardest to make a category for a poll that would not include Summer Catch, but a movie ended up winning that had uh, the actress Zena Gray who played the sister in Summer Catch. So, haha, it mm. still made it. By proxy. <laughs> By proxy. I know, okay. you're just in such disbelief. <laughs> I'm seething with rage. <laughs> Mark, Mark pulled a fast one on us. This fucking guy. And he didn't even pick this movie. Nope. Yeah. That's, now I feel bad. Like, I feel dirty. <laughs> and I didn't even care if Summer Catch was ever picked or not. Uh, yeah, but before we get into this week's movie, some house cleaning. You may have seen, if you follow us on Twitters, that we were supposed to be dropping an episode on the Women's in Prison movie, Vendetta. That didn't happen because I accidentally deleted the file. So 
uh yeah so that's our first lost episode after 165 episodes that we've done so that's not bad yeah um, that's awesome that's a that's a good track record we've never lost an episode until now so that's my bad maybe one day in the future we'll revisit vendetta when it's not fresh in our minds there's nothing that i hate more than doing something that i've already done um so we're not recording that one anytime soon uh, do you think so, do you think that's ever happened where a podcast or like maybe a big podcast would go through an episode they something happens to it and they have to rehash it do you think that's ever happened? It must have at one point. There's so many podcasts and so many episodes of podcasts has had to have happened. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. I, I never seen one where they don't acknowledge it, but you can like tell. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've listened to a couple of podcasts where they acknowledge it like, oh, yeah. So uh, we had to do that whole opening bit over again and uh, wasn't as good this time. You yeah. Know? Like <laughs> sometimes but, uh, things are lost for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we uh, reinvented the wheel on that episode. So no. that's, it's fine. I'm worried about it. <laughs> but yeah so maybe we'll eventually do it down the road maybe a year from now when we have to rewatch it um but i won't have to write notes for that episode so that's good but um <laughs> yeah so uh before we get into this week's movie as we do every week we talk about movies we've watched this week so dan what about you what did you watch this week so i i watched a few movies and i was away i was on vacation for a week and i found it funny i was just thinking about this today i when we first got to our destination uh we we went out we did our our, you know we did our thing had dinner blah 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 we came home and uh i turned on amc and it looked like amc was doing this whole movies that you must watch i guess like however many before you die and the first movie that was on was jaws which is awesome so i was like yeah this is great i'm i'm going to relax have some pizza watch jaws perfect end of the night immediately after that was jaws 2 okay not as great but watchable and then from there on the movies got worse and worse and worse and for like for instance i think the next night was midway which is an awful movie followed by pearl harbor which is an equally horrible movie Oh, you don't like it? You don't like an Affleck joint? No, not not that Affleck joint for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, so bad. Uh, and then after that was Divergent. Do you remember oh, Divergent, boy. guys? Yeah, Diver- the Divergent series. The Divergent series. That's right. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, I have a movie that I watched that ties in with Divergent. <laughs> oh, get out. Okay. So the I realized as I was as the days were going on, the movies kind of corresponded to my vacation (laughs) like the first day was great you know we we got in no problem had a nice dinner got to do what we wanted hanging out then the next day was like okay well things aren't working out as great uh uh, it is what it is and then midway comes on like eh, okay i guess and then just on and on but it did the, the vacation was saved because mad max fury road was on one night and then from then on yeah, it just the, everything went smoothly after Mad Max Fury Road. So I didn't want to chance it after that. I didn't watch any more AMC. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm stopping at Mad Max. So those were the movies that I watched. Gotcha. I forgot Midway even existed. Uh, yeah, I wish I had f- forgot about it as well. <laughs> uh, all right. What about you, Mark? Did you watch anything this week? All right. So I'm going to pause here so you can edit in the chunk from last week. OK, where you say I thought about watching something and then I didn't watch exactly. something. 
Yeah, so <laughs> pause. Yep. That right, sounds what like you watch, Ant? <laughs> Oh, wow, Mark. I'll have to check that one out. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, this week I did nothing but revisits. So to tie in with Divergent, uh, my wife and I, we really didn't have anything to do this weekend. So it was kind of a lazy weekend. So we watched some TV. We watched uh, parts one and two of... Uh, the Hunger Games Mockingjay. So the last two of the series. And let me tell you, I remember nothing of that series. I've watched all four of those movies. I watched all four of those movies in theaters. I can't tell you a goddamn thing that happened in any of them. Talk about a phenomenon that literally came, went, and left no paper trail in terms of the the consciousness of moviegoers. It has left no imprint on culture. It's kind of crazy because it's all people we talked about for like two or three years is those books. And I just I remember Lenny Kravitz being like super sexy in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like about it. He's Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lisa, you pull Lisa Bonet. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're pretty sexy. <laughs> I, I think someone mentioned how uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz would just basically show up on set with whatever he was wearing that day. And I was like, yeah, that that's your wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. That those movies. So th- these were actually, these were after I, I think he dies in the third one or he dies oh, in yeah. the, the second one. Either way, he wasn't in, he wasn't in most of what I watched. <laughs> uh, so I watched those. They're, they're pretty terrible. I don't remember them being as bad as they are, but they're the, terrible. Yeah. I think the first one's the only one that kind of holds up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to go back and watch. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember really liking the second one. That was the first one with Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Yeah. Oh, but... he died sir, like shortly after the third one, right? Yeah. Oh. So he's in pieces in the fourth, but it's kind of like hmm, that might have been just recycled footage, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to have a bigger role. That that yeah. I think that character in the book has a bigger role. Yeah, I don't know. So I watched those two. And then we also watched, uh, we watched Juno, which was interesting. It's interesting because now Elliot Page is Elliot Page. So it's interesting to go back and and watch because there are just some certain lines that aren't necessarily like problematic, but there's just like, oh, this has a new wrinkle now that he's Elliot Page. Uh, Like, yeah, they're talking about baby names, her and Jason Bateman and Jason Bateman says uh oh if, we're, if it's a girl it's gonna be madison and she's like isn't that kind of gay oh interesting yeah. uh, so it's just like weird things where it's like hmm, that that's interesting now um i definitely hate her more juno than i did when i first saw it she's it, unlikable as a character i haven't seen that movie in quite a while yeah but I, just, I'd have to maybe go Juno, back and check it out. She, I, Juno is just very obnoxious and bratty, mm, like a sixteen-year-old yeah. girl would be. Yeah, that, I was going to say she's a kid, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah the only thing I remember about that movie is that for a time period, I thought that Olivia Thirlby was going to be like a breakout star, the best oh, friend. You were, you were wrong about that, Mark. Hundred percent wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's her fault, though. Really, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll blame her. It's not Mark's fault. Yeah, yeah. she had all the she had the tools. She just didn't have the talent. Yeah, the, right. the only other movie I saw her in was The Wackness, which isn't that bad. But 
There you go. Where have you gone, Olivia Thurlby? Yeah. Hit us up at TikTamPod on Twitter and let us know. Yeah, we'll watch the wackness for the podcast. Come on. No more Josh Peck movies. Come on. (laughs) Listen, I didn't know Josh Peck was in this movie, all right? (laughs) I was just as surprised as you were. (laughs) This is your set. You picked Red Dawn, right? I did. And and that time I did know he was it, so... (laughs) Uh, besides that, also watched Napoleon Dynamite for the first time in about 15 years. <laughs> I'll ask the same question again, Ant. How does it hold up? I mean, it holds up because it's it's as asinine as it was 15 years ago. So, yeah, it's ridiculous and some of it's not funny. But, you know, it's the exact movie I remember it being. And then, okay. I was going to say, talk about a person who kind of went nowhere, right? Uh, yep. Peter. Yeah. Uh, man. He had a he had that movie, and then I can't think of another project he was a part of that was really that that stuck as good as that did. Well, the the ice skating movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of that movie, there, Mark? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't uh, think it's. I don't think the name of the movie is Nervous Chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> it's Blades of Glory, Glory. by the yeah. way. Uh, but he was also in like Mr. Woodcock and. Bench warmers, yeah, just mm. classics. I, but it, it's different <laughs> for John Hader because he, I think he even knew that the writing was on the walls. Like, man, I had that one, right? Probably never going to be quite like that again. Yeah, to to be honest, I think the best thing he's done in the last five, ten years was that two or three episodes stint on Critical Role. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, he was an orc or something like that. Yeah, an orc that loved ducks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that that's his. That's him in a yeah. nutshell. I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. It's honestly, the best thing he's probably done in a decade. Sure, I don't know. I I don't think I've heard those episodes. And then the last thing I watched was The Wolf of Wall Street because we I don't know your guys' experience with Paramount Plus the uh, the yeah. app, but it's it might be the worst app in the history of apps. <laughs> it's terrible. It's incredible. Like I've successfully watched football on it all all year. That that works fine. But we can't watch a goddamn movie on this thing. Everything just times out and says, "Oh, we've got an error." And here's the error code, and it doesn't show a goddamn error code, so you can't look it up. Oh, I wonder what's wrong with this. It's fucking terrible. So we did like the seven day free trial on the Amazon Prime app to connect the Paramount Plus account so that we could watch Wolf of Wall Street. And that holds up. I mean, everybody's a piece of shit in that movie. Yeah. And now now I think of that movie as if NFTs were stocks. Exactly. I, st- um, I still yeah. think he should have, DiCaprio should have won for that movie over, uh, what is it? Deliver, not Deliverance. The Revenant. The Revenant, yes. Yeah, he's great in it. It's, it's, it's tough, though, because it's a long movie, and you were stuck with these characters for a very long time. Was and it close to three hours? It's almost three hours, and they mm. they fucking suck. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, there's shitty people. As, it's almost as long as the Batman. Uh, I was yeah. I was just going to talk about that after <laughs> Ant was done. Like we <laughs> we gotta stop with these three hour superhero movies. Yeah, we gotta stop. Like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, tomato tomato. <laughs> but yeah, no, that uh, that I think that's the first time I've seen that in probably probably I don't I don't know if I've seen it since theaters. Yeah, I think we saw it together. Yeah, that might have been the last time I saw it. Yeah, it's good. Margot, Margot Robbie's still smoking hot in it. Oh yeah, not much has changed on that front. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was an audible gasp 
in the theater when she when she comes out of <laughs> out naked. It's just like, whew. Oh damn. <laughs> just the whole theater just had the same thought. God damn. And it I wonder how many people were there with their like wives or significant oh. others. It's like, don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. <laughs> or just like they casually like oh, that, that's not that great. It's, she's it's, okay. It's, it's probably a similar reaction to Titanic in nineteen ninety seven. Oh. I saw that with a, a friend of ours and, and his mother. Quite awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was great because it was a PG-13 movie. Yep. Yeah. So you're not parents expecting. Weren't ex- parents weren't expecting those boobs. <laughs> yeah. that. So that a lot of people became men watching uh, Titanic. Yeah. That was probably my first pair of boobs I saw in theaters. Yeah. I, I can't think of a, another time where I would have seen them. Yeah. Maybe. When did American Pie come out? After, 99. Right? After. Yeah. So, yeah. Kate Winslet, you're, I think you might be number one. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. That's, I have to dig deep into the vault there. <laughs> so many. Yeah. It was definitely, definitely in theaters. That was number one. First then, one off. If, if that's true, I'm appalled that I saw it with a good friend's mother. <laughs> that's so awkward. Yeah. Where are I you? Mean, at? I think you were like we 10. All got, um... Yeah. I, I had to have been, right? Where did that come out? 97. 97 I believe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was around I, ten I, years old. I think a lot of people have that experience because, like Ann said, it was a PG thirteen, and if the parent didn't really look into it, you know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, how many people were like really using the internet for that back in the day? You know. Yeah, to research that to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, IMDb was in its infancy then. Was Mister Skin around? I don't think so. That would have been close to that time. I think so. Being, tw- I was twelve in ninety seven. <sighs> It's possible. I feel, like, I feel like that was definitely part of my twelve-year-old growing upness. I don't Mr. want to look up Mr. Skin on my wife's computer. Okay, so. I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> in August of ninety-nine, so close, okay. but just just a little, just a little bit more. Damn, I, we all came to a pretty serious revelation right now. What's that? <laughs> that that was the first for a, for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I I I think the first pair of boobs I saw in a movie was Doc Hollywood. Wow! Because for some reason, for some reason, my parents did like Columbia House. I was like, oh, we'll get like a whole bunch of these VHS, and so we had VHS in our, of movies I've never even heard of, including Doc Hollywood. I was like, oh, it's the guy from Back to the Future, and I must have been like six or seven. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna put this movie in. I was like, boobs. <laughs> I what? like this. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, Doc that's Hollywood. A, that's I don't know, like if that's awesome or just like weird, right? Because Doc Hollywood. Who would have thought that would be someone's first? Yeah, right. Who's the uh, the girl from Tommy Boy? Oh, uh, the not Janine Garofalo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she comes out of the water naked. I remember that burned into my brain. <laughs> it's imprinted. <laughs> I love that. That's it's great. A core, it's a core memory. <laughs> no one forgets their first <laughs> uh all right that's all i watched this week i think uh also started my wife has been watching the sex lives of college girls on hbo it's another mindy kaling show yeah it's fine it's like girls but like less lena dunham so better i guess better. In that yeah. Aspect. Yeah. i was gonna say but better written <laughs> yeah more tolerable yeah it's like it's weird though, like because there's always in every single Mindy Kaling show of what I've seen, there's always a character that's basically a one-to-one representation of Mindy Kaling. 
like obviously she had that show. I don't even remember that what it was where she played her. She played the Mindy show, the Mindy, the Mindy project where she yeah, was li- project, obviously yeah. her. And then she's got that other, that show on Netflix where the lead is uh, a young Indian girl in high school. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, an Indian girl in this that goes to a prestigious school in Vermont and wants to become a comedy writer. It's like, yeah, wow. So, <laughs> Where did you pull that character it. bio from <laughs> with your Dartmouth degree? Um, yeah. But it's that, fine. That, that happens it's, in a lot of shows, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's not the only person. Um, yeah. But it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I feel like there's always one that's just got to be almost basically her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of more of a salacious title than it deserves, though. I, I feel like I feel like it sounds like something that would have been on Skinamax. I was going to say, why is Lynn watching Skinamax? Yeah, right. That'd have been great. Yeah. No, sex likes a college girls. Sweet. It's like <laughs> Fred Olin redirect this. <laughs> I've never heard of this stuff before. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, back before I had a computer in my uh, in my in my room, but I had a cable box. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I I, uh, I was I'm I'm happy that she's watching it, but I was a little disappointed that it turned out to not be what I thought it was. <laughs> to not be what you thought about. So yeah. it's funny. Uh, Tubi has all of those movies, really? but they're about forty five minutes long. <laughs> because <laughs> they've cut all the sex scenes out no so what's the point right what are we doing here you don't, you mean you don't watch a manual in space for the plot <laughs> i mean you lose so much when you don't get the 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 relationship aspect of it though yeah yeah that's the whole point of it isn't it yeah yeah kids don't know gen z doesn't know about damn skin puritans they don't know what it was like yeah just hoping mm. hoping you, you see something now it's just at the their fingertips yeah it's like, ah, oh, it's like, I don't want to watch real sex. Those like ugly people fucking. <laughs> I do that. Yeah, to that point, yeah, to that point, Ivy is just a plant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The good old days. Softcore porn. Yeah, that was sometimes that was the best you could get. And you were happy you got it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was a market. There was a market. Yeah, I guess I guess that's the thing now. There is no market for it. Everyone's got a phone and everyone's got internet access. So what is uh is uh, oh is softcore the uh, the hydrox of uh two hardcores Oreo? I guess so, or it's gimbals. Gimbals, gimbals. <laughs> to Macy's. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I had if I had a uh, movie theater, I would just decide if I owned a movie theater, I would be programming a marathon of the Fred Olin Ray movies. Uh, Ghost in a Bikini, bikini uh, the other ones. That's the only one that I can think of. I, I don't know if you'd like your clientele. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would be sort of like uh, a nice cross section of perverts and and people that would go to midnight shows. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, you, you'd get the the like the also like the perverts. Troll. Yeah, <laughs> you get like the troll two kind of crowd, right? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. You get yeah. the troll two crowd. Oh, right. Well, if you open that up, I I will definitely be in line to do that. <laughs> there you go. I'll support you, my friend. <laughs> and uh, that's all we watched this week. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and you guys are going to listen to some ads so we can pay those bills. And we'll be back in a second. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week we had our January movie of the month poll on Twitter. So we posted a poll on our Twitter page at tick tam pod you go there and follow us but uh we had a poll 
And our theme this week was snow movies. So we pitted. Mark, what was your movie? It was Vertical Limit, right? Vertical, yeah, Vertical Limit. Vertical Limit, the mountain climbing movie with Chris O'Donnell. Chris I think O'Donnell, Robin himself. Robin himself. And I picked Ski Wolf, which was a low-budget movie I found on Tubi, and it is exactly what you think it is. It is a ski movie, like Ski School, with a teen wolf. So, While also saving the community center. Yep, from the rich developers. It had everything. <laughs> but as what usual with these polls, those weird movies that no one's ever heard of do not win. But uh, the movie that did win was Dan's Pick. And Dan, why don't you tell us what movie we picked this week? All right, so I thought outside the box with this movie. You came to me, you came to us, and, and you said, theme's going to be snow day. So I said, all right, what kind of awesome movie can I pick? That will really make people think Snow Day. And I had the genius idea to pick a 2000 Nickelodeon comedy, Snow Day. And it's it, it's a match made in heaven, really. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where are you coming from with Snow Day? I had never seen it. I didn't know it. But my wife was elated when I told her we were covering this movie because she apparently she really enjoys Snow Day. And yeah, I don't, I don't know why, honestly, <laughs> I did not enjoy this movie. <laughs> you didn't enjoy it, huh? No, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. Well, obviously we'll, we'll get into it, but I thought that they had too much going on here. They, they had two plots that I kind of think didn't mix. I, mm-hmm. I wish they had just picked one of those plots and stuck with it. Uh, but no, it, it it was a jumbled mess, and I I don't like a lot of the actors in this. Like, I'm I'm not a big Chris Elliott fan. Josh Peck. This is the second Josh Peck movie that I've picked, and <laughs> co- contrary to popular belief, I do not like Josh <laughs> Peck. So this was completely uh, by accident. Uh, Chevy Chase, I think he kind of sucks. Uh, they yeah. did have my favorite member of TLC in it. So there you go. Yeah, I, I do yeah. like Chili. Man, just. Pissing on left eye's grave there, man. <laughs> well, uh, I, I just, I never found her attractive. I, I always liked Chili the most. And and, just, and that's also leaving out uh, T-Boz. So, come on. Yep. I, I'm not just pointing, I'm not just singling out one of them, okay? So, don't, don't try to bring that on me, man. I don't need her ghost haunting me. <laughs> uh, okay. Mark, what about you? Where are you coming from with Snow Day? So I did watch this back when it first came out. Didn't remember a word of it um, when I rewatched it here. Yeah, it was right around that time where 99, 2000, where you're transitioning out of watching those kids stuff on Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, and all that into, oh, that stuff's too kiddy. I'm going to go watch the rated R movie um, in theaters. So I, the thing I most was amazed by was that there was... A lot more, maybe it's just my memory with, with actors and actresses. There's a lot of a, hey, it's that guy sort of moments throughout the movie. And it was just, it was like, okay, I guess that would have been the time frame that all these people would have been young. Because I keep forgetting that 2000 is now 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Main parts about the movie is obviously being a Nickelodeon movie, the the love story plot is very obvious. And, you know... They don't try to make it subtle at all. Maybe when I was 12 or 13, I'd be like, oh, I don't see where this is going. He's going to end up with the hot chick. But yeah, they, they make it they make it clear as day what's going on there. 
I, I disagree slightly with Dan um, in terms of having the two separate plots be a problem. For me, especially thinking about these movies, it was always about, with Nickelodeon movies, having something for the kid, like the 8 to 10-year-old, and also the preteen, young teen. Um, so having those two plots in there is is what actually makes these movies like part of this type of genre. I think if you look back at most of them, even the Disney Channel original movies, there's always a younger kid subplot just so they can get this wide of a net of an audience as possible. I didn't get confused or, or about it. It was just essentially I read it as you had two main characters and just following their arcs throughout the day. And I think I would have gotten tired of one or the other if they focused on it. Unless if obviously the one with Mark Webber's character involved more Emmanuel Shrieky, then maybe I wouldn't have gotten tired of that. But yeah, it was fine. It can definitely be, it'd be one of those movies that I, you know, if my nieces or any younger family members, you know, put on randomly, I won't need to figure out how to get into another room or be constantly looking at my phone. You know, it's something we can enjoy. Besides that, yeah, it's it's very fine. There's some dumb parts that we'll get into as we go, especially uh, how the hell that TV worked inside the igloo. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested. Uh, Ant, what did you find? Because you probably watched it twice, I'm assuming. I did watch it twice. Yes. Yeah. So I had seen this once and I remember like my dad had seen it on a plane first and he was like, I saw a snow day on a plane. It wasn't bad. <laughs> and then I wound up wa- I wound up getting it on DVD because you know it wasn't bad, so I watched it. <laughs> it was fine, you know. I was 15 at the time, so you know I'm sort of in that age range, I guess, just about to graduate out of Nickelodeon, if yeah. not already. It's it's not a bad movie. I wish this was the Adventures of Pete and Pete movie that it was planned to be, yeah, because it would be 10 times better because. Adventures of Pete and Pete is the greatest thing that Nickelodeon's ever done, and I'll die on that hill. But it still has a Iggy Pop in it, which Iggy Pop did cameo in uh, in Adventures of Pete and Pete from time to time. Yeah, I could do without Chevy Chase. <laughs> Pam Greer is cool. See him pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, Josh Peck can't stop farting every time, every time he does something. <laughs> he farts. Well, it's a two thousands kid comedy, and he's a yeah. fat kid, so of course he farts. Yeah. yeah. It was good to see bus driver Stu Benedict from Adventures of Pete and Pete show up as Principal Weaver. I was happy to see that. I always like when that guy pops up. This is maybe the only Nickelodeon movie that has visible nipples in it, which is great. Emmanuel Shuriki is 25 when she made this movie, so we're just going to put that out front right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was 25 when she made the movie. She is deceptively older than she looked. Yeah. So... Yeah, it lifts a lot. I felt like this this lifts its A plot straight from Can't Hardly Wait, except a little bit more creepy. Oh, yeah. Our our protagonist is a creep. 100%. Like, he's 100% a stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He knows her favorite kind of, bubblegum. That's not good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Can't Hardly Wait, it was what uh, pop her tart. favorite Pop-Tart. Yeah. yeah. And But yeah, it's not bad. It's... It's very safe. It's a safe PG Nickelodeon movie with nipples. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's a weird time because like it happened on Friends too. A lot of times, like for whatever reason, Jennifer Aniston's not wearing a bra in some episode. It's just like nipples. It's like prime time. NBC is getting, is getting nipples. Prime time nips. 
Yeah. Primetime nips. Yeah, I don't. I feel like you don't get that anymore. I don't even know if primetime exists anymore. I, I think there were some episodes with in Big Bang Theory where uh, Penny would uh, free ball essentially, but I could be wrong. I <laughs> yeah. never. I I would never admit to watching that kind of show. Well, that's America's number one network. Yeah, I know. I don't know how. <laughs> that and Two and a Half Men, I'm sure did. But I mean, that's like a different. That's yeah, a, different, a different. Yeah. Uh, demographic than what's watching snow day yeah. i'm appreciative of it yeah it, it did its part <laughs> yeah because she's smoking hot in this movie yeah but snow day is from 2000 directed by chris i'm gonna say it's chris koch as in new york mayor ed koch he is the director of a guy thing plus a ton of television including pete and pete scrubs my name is earl workaholics modern family young sheldon this is us and fresh off the boat it stars chevy chase mark weber shyler fisk Chris Elliott, Gene Smart, Iggy Pop, Pam Greer, John Schneider, Zena Gray, Josh Peck, Jade Scott Yorker, Emmanuel Stricky, Damien Young. There's an IMDb score of 5.2 and a Rotten Tomato score of 27% audience. Budget, $13 million. Box office, $60 million. This was a certified Ooh, hit. Quadrupled its money. Yeah, how, much that, how, much that, how much of that 13 million was Chevy Chase's salary? He was probably only on set for a couple days, so probably not much. Not as much as you think, I think. I just didn't get a sequel. Yeah, right? For that kind of money? Yeah. Snow Day 2? The Revenge of Snowplow Man? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah, what else was Chris Elliott doing? Uh, it was decades before Shit's Creek came. Yeah, so he, he probably was just doing bit parts here and there. So, yeah, he would have he would have had a... Was this, was this before or after Scary Movie 2? Ooh, that's a good question. Scary Movie 2. I feel like that came out when I was in... 2001. I was going to say, so I was must next have been year. in high school. So he's the, one, the butler with the little hand. Yeah. Ugh. That movie doesn't hold up well. Oh, no. I don't think any of oh. those scary movie yeah. movies are particularly good. Very much a product yeah. of their time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So many actors, actors in this movie went on to better things in 2001. Some of them went on to star in Summer Catch. Shut up. <laughs> Stop bringing it up. This, this is now the second time you've brought up Summer Catch in this, in this podcast. podcast. I know. So behind the scenes, we're recording this on two separate days. So Mark maybe forgot that he brought it up last time. I love, I love Mark. You gotta stop. I, I love when we get to peel back the layers of the podcast. Sometimes it it really kind of gives an insight into our friendship. To peel back a little more. No, Mark remembered. He said it yesterday. He just wanted to bring it up again. You son of a bitch. He's just gotta hammer it home. It was like he's like, it's a new day. I don't care if it's a, if it's not a new podcast. It's been twenty four. I brought up summer. Ca- he's like, I may have brought up summer catch yesterday, but I didn't bring it up today. You get one per day. <laughs> it's uh, god but, damn it <laughs> just totally derailed the podcast yeah let, we're gonna cut the fucking commercial now <sighs> no but getting back on track a little bit i think it was interesting that seeing uh you know john schneider on here pre-smallville yeah pre-smallville um, i feel like Snow- smallville was on for like 30 years yeah that's that's why the question mark comes to pre-smallville yeah, it just felt like it was very much a time period movie of, hey, you know, this director's been around doing TV shows or the writer and stuff. And just, hey, what kind of celebrity that has some kind of little bit of name recognition can can we get into this movie? Just have them tell them they only have to come and do one day of shooting for Pam Grier. It was probably half a day since I think she was in the same room the entire movie. And did Chili even have to come on set? Did they just film that in her house? <laughs> they just used Zoom before Zoom was a thing. Yeah. 
the one issue I had with this movie is the ending where the little sister, uh, what's her name? Natalie, right? Natalie. Yeah. Natalie and her friends are going to unplow streets. Right. That's not yeah. how things work. That's a, I, that is one thing I was thinking. It's like, it feels like, it feels like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner with not letting Snowplow Man win. Right, because he had the one street so, left. So like, he's already won. Yeah. We're going to do a little unplowing. So I'm not sure how that works. I guess you would just have to drive on the side of the road and and plow it back onto the road. Yeah. But, yeah. but that, that's, that would take far too long to do. Take far too long. I feel like these kids are not skilled enough snowplow drivers to accomplish such a feat yeah it's i think you're 100 percent right on that like how do we how do we make the kids victorious right and like it should have been that should have been it's that's the last that's the road to school that could have been a little better yeah yeah there you go we made it we made it a little better <laughs> yeah we yeah. made it so you feasible. don't have to so and then you just tie him up uh you know wrongful uh I, imprisonment. To be honest, I think he was like the hero in this movie. It's a blue collar worker just trying to do his job. <laughs> right. It's a government employee. <laughs> yeah, I, I took granted he's he's gross, right? He's got the bad teeth and he's a slob. But so what? You know, yeah, he, there are other people in the world, Natalie, that need to actually get shit done. They got to go to work. Yeah. Um. And he's also not very good at his job, unless if he's supposed to be leaving snow in the street as he's plowing <laughs> yeah. along. Yeah. Look, he can't scrape asphalt, man. It'll even then you're creating potholes and yeah, it's a big problem. <laughs> Someone hasn't ever plowed a street before. <laughs> Mark, Mark. Oh man, you caught me. Mark, Mark has them soft hands. He's got them. them <laughs> he's got them city hands. Yeah. <laughs> I like how. They said maybe it's because it's set in it's set in Syracuse, right? So mm-hmm. the whole thing of the fabled second snow day, you know, yeah. like do are we to assume that you know no matter how much snow has ever fallen in that city, you know they've never closed schools for two days in a row? It's because the snowplow man is that good at his job. True. Yeah, I think that's what the assumption is because yeah, Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse could probably get dumped like three feet of snow. You know, before like climate change happened, yeah. uh, and it's probably a thing that could happen. There was like overnight, they could just drop right. two, three feet of snow. So yeah, but Snowplow Man, uh, he doesn't let that happen. Not on his watch. He says he's the Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> if this is nine eleven, if if his snow day is nine eleven, Snowplow Man is Mark Wahlberg. He's stopping everything. <laughs> Not on my watch. Yeah. Still one of the best interviews, I think, of our time. <laughs> and, and tying Snowplow Man up outside, they basically murdered him, right? Oh, yeah, because they have no... Well, he does... He is able to get free. Okay. Because he, he does he does jar the, the signpost loose yeah. somehow. But their intention is to leave him there to, freeze to his death. death. Yeah. 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 But to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> he also tries to murder these children too for a couple of times with his snowplow. Yeah, he runs. Yeah. He tries to run them over. Yeah, he tries to run them over. He tried to just suffocate them in their igloo by knocking it down. He yeah. knew full well that igloo existed. Yeah, that's that's also a, a very real danger of a snow day is uh, collapsing snow forts. So children. There might seem fun, but you know, 
You gotta watch out. The more you know. You gotta, yeah, you gotta build support systems. It's like a trench, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, buttresses. You know. Jeez. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they they built slides and stuff, so I'm pretty sure they knew how to secure a, a snow fort. I hope so. Yeah, but it didn't seem. It seemed like Natalie wasn't really doing any of that work. No, it's it was not. like uh, Chet and Wayne get to it. Chop chop. Yeah, she she's more of the uh, the um, supervisor, and they're the they're yeah. the worker bees. She's the idea man. Yeah, and he, listen, I give her credit because she she's definitely she's definitely a boss bitch in this. Yeah, and you know yeah. that's good for her. And she kind of calls her brother <laughs> out on his bullshit. And oh, yeah. yeah, and it, it it needed to be said because Hal is he's a creep and yeah. he's a super creep. Yeah, and his sister's like, "Hey, stop being creepy! Don't, yeah. don't do that." <laughs> Chevy and Chevy Chase is allowing it. And like, yeah, that's fine. If he wants to wear ankle bracelets of other women, that's fine. Let him do it. Yeah, Chevy Chase is like, uh, "Chip off the old block." <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, everybody's calling Hal out on his shit in this. Movie. Yeah, rightfully so. <laughs> That's not how yeah. you woo women. Yeah, nope. nobody in this movie knew how to woo women. As soon as the snow day happened, everybody is like surrounding this woman's house. Where were her parents? Oh, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Well, she is twenty five. This is before the market collapsed, so yeah, she could afford it. Yeah, yeah. Syracuse probably not not huge market. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> She's a professional diver, I guess. Yeah. Or we could go dark and say her parents died and left her the house. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because, uh, what's his name shows up? Uh, who, who's the boyfriend? Chuck. Chad? Chuck, Chuck. Chuck Wheeler. Chuck Wheeler. He just, he moseys on into the house like he owns the joint. Right? Yeah. Eating her uh, honeycombs. Yeah. Yeah. Where are her parents? Everybody else got snowed in. Right. So they're dead. They, they died mm-hmm. in a, oh, I'm going to say it's got to be a skiing accident. Probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably rich. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they died in a ski accident and left her with a few mil. Yeah. The, the, the twist is, is that uh, her dad is Snowplow Man. <laughs> That'd been great if the ending, if that was the ending, it was like the after credit scene. He yeah. says, I'm home. How was your snow day? Right. And he, he's like tied to the post still. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That's what it should have been. As big of a creep as Hal is, he. Did not deserve to uh, be kissed by two girls on the same day. No, definitely not. Not at all. Not at all. Not many people. No, that's do. a banner. That's a banner day for him. I, I think those were his first and second kisses. I'd imagine. <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely yeah, like yeah. definitely possible. Yeah, right. Because right? they never say exactly what grade he's in. He's probably a senior. Uh, I would. I'm going to guess that he's 16. 16. He's probably a junior. Okay. Yeah. Because we never hear anything about college. And usually if you're a senior in high school in these movies, they got to mention college. I'm going to be away at school the next year. This is my last oh, chance to make her mine. That That's the exact plot of Can't Hardly Wait. Exactly. <laughs> but he's got his standards are too high. Like he can't go out with that girl that or she shakes her leg. She looks cute. Yeah, yeah. She seemed like his his type. Pam. Or like, right. Wasn't that Pam? Right. Uh, I don't know. That was her name. Like, are you talking about Pam Beasley? Pam Be- no. Uh. The, the the woman who with uh, restless leg syndrome. <laughs> I don't remember what her name was. Yeah, she was cute. Yeah, I did. This looked like he was. She was in his league. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I was yeah. gonna say the the one other thing that I kind of hope I was kind of wishing that they would have gone and done like the one bit was uh, the principal is every the principal everywhere he goes he gets pelted with snowballs. Mm-hmm. Early on, he he encounters the, the whoever is throwing snowballs off camera. 
and he kind of gets pinned down behind his car. I, I was kind of hoping he would just stay there for the entire snow day. Just like <laughs> barrages of, of uh, snowballs just keeping him pinned down. I don't know why, but it would have been so funny if they just intermittently go back to him and he's just hunkered down behind his car praying to God or just every time he would try to move, it's like a sniper. He would try to like stick his head out and he gets pelted. I, I, I would have loved that. I think that would have been my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> what do you say we get into the plot? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. All right. Dan, what do you got? Okay, so it's been a little bit, but I'm going to try to remember... Our good friend Tia and her friend Brittany, they have a podcast that you should definitely go check out. It is called Coffee Break with Tia, or it's Tea Time with Tia. It, it changes, I feel like, every other episode. They do have a top 10 coming out. I do remember her tweeting about it. So, all right, so she has Tia is like a, a podcast conglomerate unto herself at this point. So yeah. just go to geek5nation, gvnation.com, look for her. Just type in Tia. And you'll find all of her shit, and it's perfect. She's great. Uh, she's also the head writer for Geek Five Nation. She she covers TV, movies, all anything you need. She's got you covered. Her Twitter is at tc underscore stark. Give her a follow. Tell her they called this a movie. Sent you. Okay, great. And we are going to take a quick break, and you guys are going to listen to some messages from friends of the podcast, and we will be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan Jay. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, Links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell them about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah... Yeah, I, I was going for more. Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into plot four, Snow Day. We open on the Nickelodeon logo crushing someone's house as they shovel snow. And we get a science lesson from our protagonist in the most basic sense of the word as we find out that H2O creates water and that's what creates snow. But the real miracle, quote unquote, is a snow day as our hero sister Natalie comes out of the house to catch the first flurry on her tongue. We cut to Chevy Chase as a hapless meteorologist for a Syracuse local news program wearing a hula skirt and a Hawaiian shirt as he reports on unseasonably warm weather. His station manager, Pam Greer, basically tells him that if he wants to be respected in the Syracuse as a meteorologist, he has to get the best ratings on the market, currently held by Chad Simmons, the handsome weatherman, but who's also kind of an idiot. And Simmons with a Y. 
Yeah. It just made it. Work. And a Z, I think, at the end. I think here's a Z, maybe. I just realized this movie has two characters named Chuck and Chad. Yeah. And they're they're and both they're... the like the the antagonist. Yeah, and, oh. and they're both idiots. And they're both idiots. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So don't name your kid with any name that starts with a C. As... Yes, to stay away. The C H. The C H names they do not fare well. We then cut to Principal Weaver enjoying the warm weather with grilling in the middle of the winter. Principal Weaver played by Damien Young, who has graduated from bus driver Stu Benedict to principal since we last saw him in The Adventures of Pete and Pete. But he is a principal and in the world of movies and television geared towards children, that means he gets hassled by kids. I really feel like I barely had any interactions with my principal, right? Never. I they, think they were a non-entity non in a chi in ch child's life, really. The only yeah, time I inter I would see my principal was at uh, assemblies, mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it was more in my high school. Was the vice principal came around because I guess he was in charge of discipline. Gotcha. So like he would be the one handing out, you know, you know, detentions and demerits and things like that. Yeah, I was a good kid, so I never, I never had any interactions with the vice principals either. All the time, I, I told him to screw off most of the time. <laughs> oh man, you were like. Oh, oh. Man. Up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> you tell him to sit on it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, vice principal, sit, sit on, on it. <laughs> I can I can see Mark doing the uh, <laughs> the uh, giving giving the vice principal or the principal the finger, but he's doing the like the Jack in the Box one. <laughs> yeah, where where that uh, came from? Mark Mark rolled with the sweat hogs. It's just oh, yeah. <laughs> that's canon now. That's this it's podcast canon is that Mark was a sweat hog. Yeah, yeah my uh. All of my interactions with my authority figures in high school came from 70s and 80s uh, high school <laughs> movies and TV shows. Did you guys have jackets? Did you have like a... Uh... <laughs> were you in a gang, essentially, is what um, we're asking? We wore sweaters. Nice. <laughs> sweaters. <laughs> Comfortable and yep. practical. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, he gets hit with a snowball, Principal Weaver, which causes him to knock over the grill and his dog walks away with his steak. Snowball was thrown by Natalie and her friends, one of which is a young Josh Peck, the better half of the Drake and Josh team. Because as we, you know, Drake has gotten into some trouble recently. <laughs> Who? Yeah. <laughs> the one we, we don't just, mention. We just, it was just the uh, Josh show, right? It was just Josh, right? <laughs> he, was, he was talking to his imaginary yeah. friend. No, so he, no, he had a sister that grew up to be Carly. Oh, that's right. Okay. I was well, misremembered. I didn't realize that was the same cinematic universe. <laughs> we, we, it is now. <laughs> Natalie had saved the snowball from last year, but they have yet to have a snow day this winter. And Principal Weaver is more than happy to rub the kids' faces in it. It's a, it, a day off of, of work, man. Yeah, I, don't I didn't understand. understand that. This is unrealistic. So this is a movie written towards children who wouldn't understand that parents that adults hate their lives. <laughs> yeah, the, the only moment in this entire movie that felt like a realistic reaction to anything going on was that one mother with three kids that started crying when school is closed. Yes. Sure. That's all of us. Even without kids. That's yeah. When the snow comes down, it's just like, God dang, now you got to I mean, trouble it. And... Yeah. I, mean, I think that's been like about 18 months of parents doing exactly that yeah. with COVID, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're getting our kids back to school. I don't care if they get COVID. <laughs> Please, for the love Can't of God. Can't take it anymore. We then meet our question mark hero, who admits he has an unhealthy obsession with Claire Bonner, the most popular girl girl in school. And we get and our by far the hottest girl in that school. In oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a Syracuse 15. <laughs> yeah. The hottest girl in Syracuse. I mean, they would erect statues for that girl when she left town. 
Yeah. A home home of <laughs> home of Claire Bonner, the hottest girl that's ever stepped foot in Syracuse. Right. She she would she would probably go on to just do like absolutely nothing like super important with her life. Most likely, it would still just be right, she would yeah. still be Claire Bonner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not being we're not being fair to Syracuse. It does have a uh, a university local there that has a pretty good broadcasting program. So there's definitely girls that are camera ready going to that program. But are they are they uh, Emmanuel Shrieky level? It's true. Uh, You know, maybe I mean, I don't know how long that media program has been in the school, but I'm assuming several decades. So there's got to be one, right? There's a chance. There's got to be. They have a pretty good advertising school too. So, so you're saying yeah. that so. she? You think she still ranks in the top percentile? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. But I'm just, okay. I'm just saying that attractive women usually uh, gravitate towards marketing degrees as well as broadcasts. I, I wish someone had gone to my school because there was <laughs> zero. <laughs> Not that we were known for our our communication. So. Uh, I will just say, as a film major, I was in the communications uh, college in Penn State, and the we had about 50 people in our graduating class under film, and there was about like 200, maybe 250 that were yeah. marketing, PR, and mm-hmm. advertising, and 60% of them were hmm. tall blondes. It was like it was like they got off of like off the plane from like Austria or Sweden. <laughs> yeah. I think graduate. her as also being going to the same university as Ant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was in the same college too, College of Communications. So can't say much for the journalism <laughs> yeah. department. Yeah, I, I had. But that. you had a better you had a better keynote speaker. You had a William Friedkin, yeah, we and we had a guy that um, started his speech with Webster's dictionary. Dictionary defines graduation oh, as. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I remember that. We had, funny enough, we had a weatherman as our keynote speaker for uh, my graduation. Was it Chad Simmons? Uh, it, it was. <laughs> what we call the white stuff. <laughs> was it Sam Champion? Because Sam Champion is the real world Chad Simmons. I, it, yeah. it was someone pretty big. It, it was a it was a big time meteorologist. Oh, right? And I don't remember who good. it was. I, I now can't not think about that, Ant. <laughs> 100%. John Schneider and... Sam Champion could be brothers. <laughs> I, yeah. I gotta, I gotta ask yeah. uh, my wife, but it, it was yeah. a big time meteorologist. Yeah. So it, yeah, and, and I guarantee that uh, Chad Simmons knows something else as the white stuff as well. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you can't be that peppy without yeah. uh, without uh, yeah. having some nose beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that one. <laughs> I that might be a letter, Kenny. Euphemism. That's really Nose good. Beers. I I was always a fan of what, the uh, Colombian marching powder. That was always one of my favorites. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then we get our first of two Smash Mouth songs because this was two thousand. Yeah. He watches her high dive from the school pool. Meanwhile, Hal's friend Lane tells him that Claire doesn't know who he is. And if this was nineteen ninety eight, Hal would be played by Ethan Embry, and Claire Bonner would be Jennifer Love Hewitt because this is nearly the identical dynamic to the Can Hardly Wait love story. Yeah, one hundred percent. Hal tries to prove that Claire does does know who he is, but it backfires, and then he slips on the wet floor and falls into the pool where she is about to dive. Meanwhile, he finds an ankle bracelet that she was wearing at the bottom of the pool while he's waiting to drown himself. Yeah, I was going to say he was contemplating suicide, (laughs) but thinks better of this suicide attempt and retrieves a bracelet which has a whale on it. That's Good to know for now. We then cut to outside the school as Claire is waiting for nothing in particular because she's not waiting for Chuck Wheeler, who strolls up in his convertible, the ex-boyfriend, trying to get Claire into the car, but she blows him off and he drives away. Meanwhile, 
Natalie sneaks into Hal's room to steal generic action figures so she can play with them outside. Hal comes home and she tries to get him to play with her, but he tells her they aren't toys and he has intentions to sell them, which seems like he should have kept them in the box if he was planning to. Yeah, they're, they're useless at this point, buddy. Yeah. At dinner, we find out that Chubby Chase is Hal and Natalie's dad, and they have a little brother named Randall. And Jean Smart walks in and she's the mom and she comes home late for dinner because she's a workaholic, badass bitch. There's trouble with her work-life balance, doing generic business things. <laughs> it's very much a Vincent adult man yeah. aspect to her job. Mm-hmm. We got the Beijing investors on line one. <laughs> We're doing a stock market. Yeah. <laughs> and she can't help but enter the phone at the dinner table when it rings. And Randall can fit his whole fist in his mouth, but can't act worth a damn. Yeah, this kid needed to be cut. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. He, I mean, I guess he's got the whole storyline about his mom finding, oh, my kid is actually fun to be around and to play with, but that could lift right out. Yeah. But then what do you have, what do you have Jim Smart do all day? You know? That, yeah, that's true. So he was needed, I guess, but dear yeah. God, this kid. <laughs> yeah, they literally needed a third kid because the other two were, had other plot stuff to do. Yeah. But he's got like one line reading at the table at the end of that scene. It was like, man, that was the best take. It was something like, I guess that was a really important phone call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she, she's uh, the mom is what Chevy Chase is telling her not to pick up the phone. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Oh, God. Yeah. That was that kid's insufferable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wonder how uh, Gene Smart and Chevy Chase got along on set. I feel like he'd be a real dick to her, yeah. and then she would she would like not put up with that shit. She yeah, feels like somebody that would like stick up for herself in the face of Chevy Chase. He's a notorious, and we all know he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that the? It, there's only like what a scene and a half they're together in the movie. The dinner table. It's like, yeah, that's all I can remember. And then like the next morning, right? I think so. I think they might have one more scene together. Yeah. Later, Hal acts like a real creep with his ankle bracelet, sniffing it and then trying it on. In a non-Nickelodeon movie, Hal totally wraps this bracelet around his dick and jerks I off. I thought that's, that's my, <laughs> that was my first thought. He, he kind of like looks around a little bit. I was like, tell me he's there. There's no way he's going to just like slowly put his hand down. Like, there's no way. Yep. Yeah, he's jerking off with that thing. Yeah, yeah. In a re- in real life, that's exactly what's happening. And yeah. then Chevy Chase busts in. God, doesn't anyone knock in this house? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, in Hal, one hundred percent has a foot foot fetish too. Yeah, because yeah. he like focuses on the bracelet or the uh, anklet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's a big it's a big thing yeah. for him. Natalie catches him being all weird, and he kicks her out of his room. He was not masturbating, but. He was masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) Natalie checks her barometer because she has a barometer because her dad's a weatherman. And her and her dad have a little talk about the weather as it's getting colder. And it looks like a low pressure system's coming in. That's what kids are coming for is the weather talk for this movie. Yeah. And she tells her dad that Hal is acting weird, wearing a girl's ankle bracelet and all. And then Natalie's dad gives her a snow globe and Randall gets his fist stuck in his mouth. Which is probably a good place for that fist because he's terrible at acting. <laughs> it stops yeah, the words yeah. from coming out. <laughs> yeah, and Ch- and Chevy Chase for the first time in his life um, doesn't cross the problematic line in this scene when told that his son wears an ankle bracelet. Oh yeah, yeah, he's kind of he's like, actually okay with like, it. Yeah, well, you know, that's it is yeah. what it is. Hal and his friends are at a diner, and he may have gone there because Claire is there because he's a creep. Uh, this also has some very George McFly and Lorraine vibes because he tells his friends that him and Claire are destined to be together. They mentioned, yep, they mentioned destiny quite a lot. Yeah, 
So he works up the courage to stand up and make a move towards Claire's table, but when he gets there, no one at the table pays him any mind, so he walks out defeated. Back at home, Natalie has what can only be described as a schizophrenic episode, as she imagines <laughs> it's snowing in her bedroom. She's caught by her mom, who then comes to tuck her in. That would explain a lot about this character, by the way. Yeah. It's a fever dream. Uh, she has a couple of... Uh, she hallucinates a couple times, and she has a, uh, a weird sneaking suspicion that the snowplow man is out to get her. So, yeah. Yeah, what if all of this is in just in Natalie's head? None of this happened. It didn't snow. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she's she, looking at the snow globe at the end. Oh, St. Elsewhere style. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. St. Elsewhere, everybody, was a sort of soap opera from the 1970s and 80s. Yeah, I think yeah, 80s. You're, you're, you're welcome for me making a uh, an old <laughs> reference as I normally do in these podcasts. Um, I think, I think no, that was another Doctor Show. I was like, I think Al Baldwin was on that, but I believe yeah. it was Denzel Washington made his big That's break it. on yeah. Saint Elsewhere. I, I knew it was someone. Yep, I think Mr. Feeney was on it too. Oh, no yeah. way, Mr. Feeney was a, was a <laughs> character on the show called Boy Meets World. He was a teacher. <laughs> yep, we love to educate the youth out there. <laughs> the youth. That's from my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably better better known. Yeah. Uh, at the news station, Chevy Chase is getting ready to go on for the late news and starts to look at the weather instruments and realizes that the weather is changing before his eyes, and that is likely that it will snow. So he announces it live on the air. Sure enough, when Natalie wakes up, a record snowfall has dropped a bunch of snow on Syracuse. And so a bunch she of... just screams at the top of her lungs. Yep. She tells the neighborhood. She's the Paul Revere of Syracuse. Yeah. It's her job is to announce when there's snow. Now goes. we have to explain who Paul Revere was, Ant. <laughs> Guys, Paul Revere it was a myth. I don't think he existed. Yeah, I think he was a. I think he was a. Uh, he was a story. He was a composite yeah. character. Several people. Yeah, he was. Oh, you're uh, telling me all the stories we heard about the American Revolution may have been just to. Uh, drum up uh support and um, and uh what's it called um to get people to go through the arduous task of winning a war well yeah you need morale boosters yeah you need heroes man yeah buy yeah. war bonds children <laughs> exactly not everybody can be ben franklin and they fucking some french, right. french, french hose <laughs> but hey it was all in the name it was all in the name of freedom, because yeah. Ben Franklin, without without that old dude, you know, <laughs> doing his thing, the French don't come in and help. Exactly. Freeing those hoes from their pantaloons. <laughs> their, ten, uh, their ten articles of clothing that they have on. Yeah. Hey, he had sacrifices. He got, most assuredly got the clout. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things. Yeah, he, he sacrificed. He definitely took a few for the team. Yeah. I feel like penicillin wasn't invented oh. yet, so he probably died because of it. But he did what he he died doing what he loved best, like banging hookers. <laughs> yeah. Died of syphilis, <laughs> Al Capone style. And he, like, I think his uh, his last words were "best death ever." <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Ben Franklin died of syphilis, so. but <laughs> I think he died of old age at the age uh, of ten. Correction. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll we'll have to run a correction uh, after this episode. TC Tan would like to make the following correction: <laughs> Ben Franklin probably didn't die from syphilis. Listen, he's not around to defend himself, so we could say whatever true. we want. That's Revision true. is history. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do your research and I'll do right. mine? We, we can't give you all the answers, uh, friends. Sorry. Yeah, why don't you Google it? You know, I don't. I shouldn't have to provide my sources. You should be, just Google it. 
So anyway, <laughs> a bunch of our characters across a few houses listen to the radio station to listen for closures. And after teasing the listeners a little, the radio announcer announces that all schools are closed to the delight of the kids and the chagrin of the adults. Kids these days will never know what it's like to watch the local news waiting for school closure announcements. Yep, and they will also know not know what a snow day is. Go home and learn. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's no longer a thing, I think. Yeah, that's true. But man, that's that's a that's a blast from the past having to wait for news twelve to 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 get that that ticker across the bottom of the screen. Yeah, we were talking we were talking about this in work that in New York, you know, they do the PS and its numbers, you yeah. know, and that if you were an early number and you didn't catch it in time, you'd wait for the whole it's true <laughs> and at yeah. that point you're already awake yeah. <laughs> so much anxiety and, and so anxiety yeah inducing. you're not going back to bed like, Man. oh yeah no there had to be an easier there had to be a better way <laughs> there had to be a better way <laughs> <laughs> like could you bribe one of the uh the school officials or something i don't know yeah, i don't know i guess that was what was like phone trees were supposed to be for yeah. right the pta you, you'd have to hope that remember. your mom knew one of the uh, the PTA members got the first scoop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they, they do text messages. Yeah, that's so convenient. It is. It's fucking kids, man. I don't know. They get everything. Yeah. Porn everything. in the palm in their in their palm, palm of their hand. hand. And school closures at the palm of their hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't yeah, think right? of two better things. Uh, so I don't even know where I am. Let's see. So all the kids get excited to go play in the snow, but it brings out the villain of the film, Snowplow Man. You know, the blue collar worker that's just doing his job. <laughs> the quote unquote villain of this movie. Yeah. So Natalie vows that Snowplow Man gets his comeuppance because they have never had two days off of school in a row. So he's also pretty good at his job, apparently. <laughs> right. And why is he being blamed for that? Yeah. Natalie wants Hal to help her stop him, but he says that he has things to do specifically to make clear his girlfriend force by force apparently whether she wants to or not yeah but hal's mom puts a wrench in that plan as she tells hal that he has to watch randall while she goes to work but then she can't get out of her garage because of the snow so she has to skip work today and spend the day with her child and hal goes outside instead looking to fulfill his destiny of getting a hand job from claire bonner oh god <laughs> the american dream <laughs> Again, in a in a non Nickelodeon movie, that that might come up. Yeah, absolutely. That is that is his play. He's really hoping for that hand job. <laughs> How great is that? It's uh, like the the innocence right there. Like just hoping for a handy. <laughs> <laughs> like that that's the pinnacle. Yeah, he's not he's not greedy. No, yeah, and good for him if that's the case. Yeah. And Principal Weaver continues to get hassled by the neighborhood kids. Hal meets up with his friend Lane, who tries to tackle him in the snow, and then she makes some weird pseudo-deep conversation about snow angels. How can it ever be perfect, because you get your handprints? This is some fucking stupid thing. <laughs> and this is the moment where you're like, oh, they're going this way with the story. Mm-hmm. Lane tries to get Hal to spend the day with her, but he's on a mission for Claire, saying he believes in true love. Natalie then goes to a pretty sweet snow fort that she made with Wayne and Chet. Then they hear the snowplow man coming, so they devise a plan to hit him with a special snowball. One filled with jelly, even though they had one that was just filled with piss. <laughs> Natalie tosses it and hits the snow pl- snowplow man right in the face. And he winds up crashing the snowplow into a parked car. But it doesn't slow, slow down snowplow man as he veers onto the, on the road and tries to run over the children. They duck in the snow fort and then down an escape slide just in time as snowplow man plows the snow fort down. So that was attempted murder. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not going to say what he did was right, but I understand. <laughs> right. Cause... He did just get... 
smacked in the face with the snowball. And, and which caused him to get into a serious accident. Yeah. He totaled this person's car. So yep. I would be pretty murderous as well. <laughs> yeah. Hal's mom then has a 2000 era Zoom call with Chili from TLC because she's a workaholic mm-hmm. as Randall gets bored being in the house all day long. So the mom gives him a birthday present early to occupy him so he could stop being a pain in the ass. Hal and Lane finally make it to Claire's house and there's a mob of guys at her house trying to get Claire's attention like like it's Woodstock. I think they even say it's like Claire stock or something Claire's like stock, that. Yep. And then her ex Chuck Wheeler shows up on a snowmobile to win her back and the crowd disappears. As Chuck tries to call out to her, she turns up the television to drown him out. And it's Hal's dad's channel, which Lane makes a note of, which gives Hal an idea. And this is the scene where we get nipples. Yeah, well, I think just in a children's movie. <laughs> the, the first time we see them is at the swimming. All right. She's doing the, the, the diving practice. This is yeah. the second time, I believe. Yeah. Yes. When she opens up the, the curtains for everybody to see. <laughs> <laughs> so every, everybody, everyone left a winner that day. Yep. So Claire reacts, relents with Chuck, and agrees for him to come inside for a minute while he pleads his case to get back together. Hal's dad is on location at the sledding hill dressed as a snowman, and the kids push him down the hill live on television, which gives Hal the chance to take the microphone and profess his love for Claire live on television. This entire station is incompetent because he would not have been able to get that much out. Before yeah, he's like a full minute before they finally cut due to technical difficulties. Like, just cut the commercial or something. Right. Yeah, the second this kid comes on in the air, just oh, cut the feed. Yeah, but it doesn't really work anyway, because we soon see Chuck and Claire drive by on a snowmobile as There She Goes by Sixpence None the Richer plays. And that was a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah remember that? <laughs> Although, I, I will say, Newfound Glory has a pretty good cover of that song. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that. I enjoy their cover. So, that's my dirty little secret of the, the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Use that as you will. <laughs> I hope nobody hears this. Uh, Hal's dad realizes that his competition, Chad Simmons, is taking credit for calling the snowstorm first, which isn't true. It was it was whatever his name was. I don't even know what Chevy Chase's name was in this movie. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. <laughs> and also, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Really... I think it was Brad, actually, now that I'm thinking of it. Tom Branston. Tom Branston, that's what it was. Tom there, Branston. Do, do weathermen really like fight over who's the better weatherman? Right? It's got to be like the news program on the whole, right? No one's... T- I, I feel like I... This is such a foreign concept, the idea of local evening news, because it's been such a long time since it's mattered, because nobody fucking watches the local news anymore. Yeah. But, like, do people tune in specifically for weather... Uh, meteorologists? I don't know if that's true. I think they just tune in for the weather itself. Right. Yeah. I feel like if you get your... If you get it right, then that's what people are going to... Yeah. I'll remember that yeah, more. Yeah. Especially in yeah. Philly, you get it wrong once. Everybody remembers when uh, <laughs> John Blairs, who predicted a uh, storm of the century, 30 inches of snow, and we got nothing. So, so here's a question. Now that you bring this up, because I, I don't know, but is there really much difference between like, so like each channel in the market, will their weather reports vary particularly different? Sometimes. Like, was he the only one that that, yes, that predicted yeah, it? only one. The other ones would be more conservative, feel... like saying like six, not, you know, you know, they all got yeah. it wrong from what I remember, but he was like, like 30 inches, blizzard of the century. Oh, damn. Yeah, and they never let him live it down. You can't. He swung for the fences yeah, on that one. You can't go that high. You can't. Yeah. That, that's a, yeah. that's a death yeah. sentence right I there. I also feel bad a little bit for, uh, you know, weather people in the fact that when they get it because of things like that, when they get it like slightly wrong. 
you know, people are like unforgiving. Like they say, oh, three to six inches, and we get like two. Yeah. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> it was in yeah. the ballpark. Yeah, but because <laughs> of things like that, then I'd rather know. But I'll say one thing, um, just because living in a Philadelphia market, people do turn in for the newscaster. Okay. Because just about everybody in Philly will tune in for Jim Gardner. Yeah. Um, yeah he's been the guy behind the 6 and 11 news since 1977. So. All right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's I guess that's a foreign idea to me, and that's gonna die out once the uh, once the boomers. Yeah, he's go. retiring this year. So. Oh damn! So <laughs> literally, oh, who's gonna take his place? Oof. Is that is yeah. is it? So is it like when we get a new pope in Philly when they hire a new weatherman? <laughs> the smoke the rise. Smoke. Yeah, not no, not so much weatherman, but it 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 is a topic of conversation in Philadelphia. Who's gonna replace Jim Gardner as the anchor man? Yeah. Um for Aaron the Rodgers. for the yeah. <laughs> I I mean I I guess I grew up with New York stations. I guess they but again it's it's twenty years ago, twenty five years ago where that was a thing. Yeah. It, it was in and an I era when that was actually a thing. I was like thinking but... I would imagine and anybody from New York can correct us in the uh Twitter if they want to. Um I would imagine most of the people that were known and popular there went to the national stations and not so much the local stations there. Yeah, I mean, like Sue Simmons you know. was big for a while. Chuck and Sue was yeah. the uh, was ABC. ABC or NBC? I think they might have been ABC. Chuck and Sue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but most people, if you're in New York local news, you're probably not staying there. You're trying to get to the national station. Sure. Yeah. Roz Abrams. All right. This is not a podcast about New York, <laughs> New York anchors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're surprised we knew so much yeah. about it. This is names that stick in my head. Um, so, meanwhile, Natalie and Chet use Wayne as a decoy by making him pretend he's dead in the middle of the road with ketchup all over him and he's farting all over the place. As uh, has happened a lot to Josh Peck, use this bait. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Are we trying to make a joke about uh, Drake and his <laughs> penchant for young women? Yeah. Have he ever used Josh's bait? Yeah, I wonder. Can you imagine that? <laughs> In the wingman to that unfortunate <laughs> series of events. That, that weighs heavy on your, your head. It's got it, right? Drake, I don't feel comfortable. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> we'll do this or I'll kick you off the goddamn show. I mean, Dan Schneider was probably there, so that that could have been his wingman. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they, they probably uh, tag-teamed that. <laughs> Poor choice of words. That's, yeah, that's a good point. I, I meant it as in they, yeah, they were each other's wing. Oh, God. I can't save it. Yeah. Don't take the... <laughs> laughing hysterically as uh as that we uh accept that yeah. you know like it's just poor yeah. choice of words it happens we're healing the world through comedy through yeah. laughter yes. it's how we heal it works though a snow snowplow man gets out to investigate allowing natalie to sneak into the snowmobile to try and fetch the keys but instead winds up stealing the bird so they run off with snowplow man's bird so snowplow man kidnaps wayne in retaliation Hal and Lane go to an ice skating rink that plays nothing but Al Martino music run by Iggy Pop. And that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. They've followed Claire and Chuck here. And Claire talks to Chuck, asking him what he knows about now her. And he thinks that her favorite animal is chimps because she's absolutely <laughs> crazy for chimpanzees, he says, which is my favorite line from the whole movie. Wow. <laughs> Does he ever give a reason? He doesn't, right? Because he he's thinks. an idiot. But yeah, yeah. There, there is no reason. He just thinks she's crazy for chimps. <laughs> who, who's not? Right? Yeah, Look, you put a chimpanzee in a tuxedo, it's fucking gold right there, man. But yeah, that, that's 90s gold for yeah. sure. 
I'm on board. Then you got a whole Dunstan checks in movie. I, that's I was thinking about. He can yeah. even run was a hotel. That, was that an orangutan? That was an orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah. That was every which way to loose. Why did Hollywood have such a a hard on for orangutans? Are they just <laughs> easier to work with? Maybe because a a, a full grown chimp will rip your face off. <laughs> <laughs> they have been known to do so yes i wonder if orangutans just i think maybe orangutans just don't get that big uh you know what i i don't i'm i i don't know but i've seen some pretty big uh orangutans like sure the, the, you the big floppy yeah. you know the the, the the flat faces i was a big fan of yeah. the, the great apes when i was growing up all right I, I I thought they were very neat. So like the lowland gorillas and the mountain gorillas. They're... Orangutan is old man of the forest. I don't know if you know that. So there you go. I did not. Yeah, learned something new. You know that I like newfound glory and <laughs> <laughs> And he also doesn't know what color her eyes are, which is a bigger problem. But I just love that she's crazy for apes. Meanwhile, Lane bangs on the door of Iggy Pop's office to tell him that someone in the girl's bathroom wrote some graffiti selling the good name of Al Martino. So they run off and gives Hal the chance to run into the office and play some better music and to once again profess his love for Claire. Meanwhile, Snowplow Man has Wayne as a hostage in his plow and heads to the house to ask Natalie's mom where he can find her. He says that he's giving kids a ride in his plow and she's next on the list. Pretty creepy. Yeah. Then Randall runs outside, causing the mom to chase after him. And then the phone rings, and the snowplow man answers it for some god ungodly reason. And it's Natalie giving him a ransom call, trying to set an exchange for Wayne and the bird, and for him to give them a second snow day. Is it's like his phone number public domain or knowledge that she would know to call? She calls the house phone. Oh, he picks up the house phone. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, it's like uh, it's just on the table in the in the hallway, and he answers it for. For whatever reason, I have no idea. Uh, Selene goes to the diner and meets with their other friend, which I didn't even bother to learn his name. And she's sent by Hal to bring Claire to the football field as he's building a surprise for her there. Yeah, and then uh, Lane in, in this scene shows off how much of a creep she is towards Hal. Oh, yeah. So Natalie and Chet go to make the drop for Wayne, and Snowplow Man shows up with Wayne tied to the plow. Meanwhile, the diner, Claire talks to her mean girlfriends about his, this new guy, Hal. They're asking her what she even knows about this guy. And then Lane chimes in and talks about Hal and how great he is and how he gave mouth to mouth to a baby bird, which would probably just blow the the lungs of that baby bird right <laughs> yeah, out. Probably. Because yeah. there's no way he knew how to do it at such yeah. a Yeah, age. yeah. I can't imagine. She talks about Hal and the snow angel thing again and convinces yeah. Claire to come with her. The The baby chick thing... For some reason in my head, and maybe uh, my brain is ruined by you introducing me to, I think you should leave. But it felt like it would be part of a skit in that, where the <laughs> chicks die, and then he goes to give CPR, and it makes it worse because he starts exploding their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> in front of, like, children or something. Did Lane ever mention if the baby chick survived? Uh, I don't know if she did. Because, yeah. like, yeah, he just, he, he gave mouth to mouth to the baby bird. That's it. <laughs> but- and then he was sick for a week Man. with salmonella poisoning. <laughs> he caught the avian flu. <laughs> Meanwhile, Natalie and the snowplow man are at a stalemate with the drop, but she gives up the bird and then snowplow man throws Wayne into the snow and drives off with the bird. And at the football field, Claire sees what Hal, who is busy doing, drawing a giant whale in the snow because she has a whale charm and her ankle bracelet and he thinks it's her favorite uh, animal. But she likes zebras. That's that's my favorite moment in the what? movie. Yeah. You love whales, they're your favorite animal. But uh, I like zebras. I, 
Yeah, that was a that was a trailer yeah. line. Yeah, it, it makes it it makes the anklet pointless at this. You know what I mean? Because now it holds no yeah. significance to him holding on to it. It would have made mm-hmm. more sense if yeah, whales were her favorite animal, and he knows everything about her. So why would he not know what her favorite animal is? So yeah, it, it it's liter- it's literally just for that joke. Yeah, and it's yeah. I think it kind of falls flat. It, it, it it's it doesn't serve a purpose other than again uh chad doesn't know or chuck doesn't know what her favorite animal is which right. he thinks is a chimpanzee <laughs> so now <laughs> so now he's wrong <laughs> wait what what's with that what's with that I, pronunciation <laughs> oh man um i I can't believe I said it that way. I I was listening to another <laughs> podcast, and you listen to other podcasts. I am sorry. I know that so much is coming out right now. Uh, and the way the the person on the podcast was trying to sound like he knew more about animals than the other two. So when they said chimpanzee, he would say, "No, it's pronounced chimpanzee." <laughs> so it, I think it just got in, embedded into my into my uh, psyche. <laughs> So now I say chimpanzee, but um, yeah, I, I I know it's chimpanzee. I promise you, I know that it was a slip. I swear. <laughs> but <laughs> the point I was trying to make was the anklet makes no sense twice because he thinks Chuck thinks that her favorite animal is a chimp, right? We we just got over that. Did we lose Andy? Is he like dying laughing? I think we, I think Ant might have. We lost. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm <Yep>. sorry. I... <laughs> this is what broke Ant. <laughs> uh, I just was not expecting that pronunciation. <laughs> Chimpanzee? I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm crying. <laughs> I wish I could take credit for it. I, I can't. Like, it was just a bad, a ba- a, a bad pronunciation. <laughs> Composure. Game face. <laughs> All right. And then Chuck shows up with a bunch of goons on snowmobiles. We find out that Chuck brought, bought her the ankle bracelet with a whale on it because of the killer whale Shamu, whose name he believes is Shampoo. And he says that she loves Sham- Shampoo. <laughs> Just a lot of bad pronunciation. Shampoo. <laughs> I love Shampoo. Pretty good joke. I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Not great, but... For a kid's movie, it's good. Can, can we just... There's yeah. no coming back from this, is there? This this podcast has been completely derailed. Thanks, man. <laughs> oh, oh wow! I could hear him crying. Great. <laughs> he might have to take over the podcast. He can edit this out. Let him, let him get it out. Let him get it out. That's a good laugh. Oh my god! <laughs> this this is staying uh, in. Yeah, we don't. We we just gotta go up tomorrow. I can't. I don't have time to edit this. Oh, man. All right. So Chuck threatens violence until Hal sneaks off with Chuck's snowmobile. A snowmobile chase ensues with Hal out driving the goons and Chuck. And it happens. Meanwhile, Chevy chases on location at an ice sculpture competition and gets upset when he sees one of the kid's sculptures of Chad Simmons. So he assaults the kid until they accidentally knock over the sculpture. Hal's mom gets ready for her Zoom call with investors in Beijing, but just as the call is post-start, Randy winds up outside. So she goes to chase after him, then calls her assistant to patch her in on the cell phone instead, and then Randy starts throwing snowballs at her, knocking the phone out of her hand. He continues peppering her with snowballs until she realizes that it's fun, and she starts to play with him in the snow, forgetting all about the call. 
So Natalie goes back home and puts the generic action figures back on the shelf and tells them that she failed to stop evil. So she has another schizophrenic episode as the action figures talk to her, telling her not to give up. Meanwhile, Lane and Hal meet back up, and Hal still can't stop talking about Claire, which starts to piss Lane off because she realizes that she likes him, so she kisses him and storms off. And Chad Simmons is doing a report with some spectators, giving autographs and stroking his own ego. And Chevy Chase gets pissed off and interrupts Chad's broadcast in order to call out Chad for being a fraud that doesn't even know how snow is formed. And he even gets at him to admit that, uh, what was his name, Tom, was the first person to announce the snow was coming. And everybody turn on Chad. Tom calls him a fraud, right? One of the kids yells fraud at him. Yeah. Who cares? The kid that, uh, the kid that made um, the, uh, the, the ice, ice sculpture. Yeah. You were my hero. <laughs> so Hal winds up at the pool where Claire is diving by herself. She invites him up to the high dive to talk, and they kiss. And then Hal's confused because it was all he could imagine, but now he's thinking about Lane. And he tells Claire that Lane kissed him. And she tells him, like, well, now you know what you have to do. This is kind of an interesting, like, little twist in it, is that she's not, like, a shitty person about it. Yeah. Like, you would like the, you'd think that she'd wind up turning into a mean girl, but she's actually like, no, you know. The kiss was nice, but you have other you you have another destiny on your hands. Yeah, yeah, it, that that is uh, an interesting uh, an interesting twist. Yeah. But she's never portrayed as a mean girl. Like she's usually every time that someone is talking to her, she's pretty down to earth and yeah. just like your girl next door kind of thing. So I, I I would have been a bummer if she turned out to be like a big jerk about yeah. it. Yeah, it got, probably got, ruined she's got terrible taste in men though. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you go out with a, a, a jock douchebag and then a stalker. Yeah. You deserve better mm-hmm. than that. She's got to get out of Syracuse, that's what. Yeah. She'll move to the big city and, and meet yeah. someone nice. Well, she's 25. She's got to do it sooner or later. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, no, she meets E and then oh, everything goes damn. to shit. She's got to type, I guess. Yeah. Ah, poor Claire. <laughs> <laughs> and then Snowplow Man gets ready to, to plow the last street in town. But Natalie stands in his... In his way in defiance and he laughs at her puny attempt to stop him and then reinforcements show up in the form of every spare kid in town so hundreds of kids attack a blue collar government employee and tie him <laughs> to a street sign but he laughs at them saying all the streets are plowed besides this one so they'll have to go to school tomorrow anyway so they say they're going to steal his plow and do some unplowing which i'm not sure how is how that's done but then they drive off leaving snowplow man tied to a road sign assumedly to die <laughs> They would get. You would assume they'd get pulled over, correct? I get. I doesn't seem to be any police in this town. Nope. Uh, the uh, and and I refuse to believe that any of those kids have legs long enough to drive. Right. Or unless they're doing the whole thing where one of them sure. works the brakes and the uh, the gas while the other one steers. Yeah. Very little rascal yeah. style. I get it. I see where yeah. you're coming from. You there. you you know you know Wayne's the one on the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. Pushing, pushing gas. Yeah. <laughs> Farting as he does it. <laughs> give it you know, yeah, give it some more gas, Wayne. Okay. Fart. <laughs> Wayne. Not that kind of gas. <laughs> yep, that's how it is. My mom made chili, guys. <laughs> it never ends. So Hal goes to the ice rink to talk to Lane, but Chuck shows up and threatens violence on Hal. But then Natalie comes up with the plow and plows Chuck into a snowbank. So she almost kills him. Then Natalie and her friends go off to unplow the streets. But Hal goes to talk to Lane on the ice. Lane is still pretty pissed. He falls on the ice and then pretends he's hurt in order to drag Lane down with him. But there is a moment here where she skates over to him and mm. 
gives him a full sh- like just crotch yeah. like she's wearing yeah. jeans but sure. she skates over to where like both of her legs are on either side of his head yeah. and it's just he looks straight up so he's just staring crotch so it's a pretty good day for Hal. it's a pretty good day for Hal. <laughs> the, the least deserving guy to have that kind of day this is the greatest snow day ever for Hal. even if he doesn't get a hand job which he might he might get a hand job <laughs> yeah, on that ice. lane yeah yeah it's uh he peaks at this point. This is the best yeah. day of his life, and it, it never even comes close. It's just downhill from there. Yeah. So she falls on the ice, and then they talk, and then he kisses her. And that's more or less the end. We get a few scenes with each character, including Principal Weaver getting pummeled with snowballs in his house. And everybody's just learned a lesson today about <laughs> murdering blue-collar employees, not hating your five-year-old son, um, and maybe... Chevy Chase learns a lesson. I don't know. He taught he taught Chad Simmons a lesson, I guess. Some people learn how to be bitter. Some people learn how to be very stalkerish. And uh Chili just kinda learned like, you know, she does her thing. I don't think she really learned anything. No. But she probably is better for it at the end because now the mom, Gene Smart, is not such is planning to not be such a workaholic anymore. So now Chili's not gonna have to also be a workaholic. She's almost like a, 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 a female Scrooge, if you will. She learns the, the value yeah. of a snow day. Right. Chili is Bob Cratchit. Yeah, yeah, I watched that version of Christmas Carol. Yeah. That's <laughs> Bob Cratchit, Chili. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's pitch that to Chili. I'm sure she'd be more than willing to at least listen. Yeah, she's not doing a whole lot right now. <laughs> yeah, well, she can, she'll have time to at least listen yeah. to yeah, the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And then it, we end on Hoku's Another Dumb Blonde. Which I'm pretty sure was a, a song specifically written as a as a slight towards Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, and Jessica Simpson specifically. Yeah, I would imagine. It's like that doesn't hold up nowadays, my friend. It's women just tearing each other down, man. I thought we were better than this. The funny part um, about the Hoko career arc is that she also wrote the song "Perfect Day" for Legally Blonde in the same year. Mm. Oh, damn. Uh, so, which is featured in many of, uh, Sandals Beaches, whatever that resort commercial was. So she's sure. made a lot of money despite, while also being Don Ho's daughter. So, you know, you know, the, um, the, uh, you know, just pulling herself up by the bootstraps there. Um, but the funny part is, is that it feels like the two songs were made for the wrong movies. Like yeah. Perfect Day should have been Snow Day's song and another Dumb Blonde should have been Wiggly Blonde movie. You're 100% right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It just I mean, the fact that the blonde is in the title of the song and the movie. Yeah. yeah. And day. <laughs> yeah. It, and the content of the song, as little as it is, because it's bubblegum pop, um, fits the opposite movie. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. there's not there's not even a, there's not even a blonde girl in this movie. The only blonde in this movie is Gene Smart. Chet. Yeah. Chet. And Chuck. Yeah. Or Chuck, I'm sorry. Chuck, Chuck and Chad. Chuck yeah. and Chad. And they're both dumb blondes. Yeah, and neither of them are the protagonist, so it doesn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah. yeah. And those are the only two songs Hoku ever really releases a single, according to my Wikipedia rabbit hole last night. There you go. But she made Sandals Jamaica money, or whatever it was. All right. Yeah, I don't have anything more to talk about this movie. Yeah, I, I um, thought uh, it's harmless for the most part. Uh, very yeah. had some very interesting ideals for a Nickelodeon movie, but it was 2000, so different time. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to see the same kind of stuff 
like that ever again, most likely. So yeah, I mean, I I didn't really hate this movie like I let on. It it it's just your run of the mill two thousands kids comedy. Sure. Yeah, it's a classic yeah. five yeah. on yeah. IMDb. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was snow day. It was fine, but the director of snow day was chris koch which we're going with so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony Dovecchio saying chris koch well you certainly made a movie didn't you thanks for listening to they called us a movie subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on twitter and instagram at TicTampod. that's t-c-t-a-m pod you can also check us out on tiktok at they called us a movie about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.